Poole Couch Podcast is a weekly conversation with Dr. Lakeitha Poole, a licensed professional counselor in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, about all things mental health and personal growth. The Emerald Couch Podcast is the go-to pop psych dialogue for self-help, good laughs, and real talk. This podcast is not meant to be a substitute for seeking support from a licensed mental health professional and is for educational and entertainment purposes only. For more information about counseling and therapeutic services, or for assistance in connecting with a therapist in your area, visit our website at www.smalltalkcounseling.com. Let's start the show. everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Emerald Couch. This is your host Dr. Lakeitha Poole. As always, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. We are at episode 26, which actually happens to be my second favorite number. So I'm very, very excited about this week's episode um, and so excited that you are tuned in again for this week's topic. Um, As always, as a reminder, make sure that if you haven't already, you've subscribed to the podcast through Apple Podcasts or on SoundCloud. Follow us on social media at Go Small Talk Counseling for Instagram and on Facebook um, at Small Talk Counseling. And make sure, of course, to bring it all together. Check out the website at www.smalltalkcounseling.com just to keep up with what we're doing both through the blog and other resources that are available there for listeners. So this week's topic, um, like I said, is a unique one, definitely one that um, I have like lots of personal experience with just over the course of the last week um, and want to be able to maybe bring some awareness to this just in thinking of some of the conversations I've had with both clients, but also with friends um, about when challenges come and and what do you kind of do with that. So the theme or topic um, for this week is Murphy's Law and other equally challenging days. And so um, I really want us to just have a candid conversation about what this looks like. And then as always, offer you maybe some tips around how to maintain um, some balance when these sort of things happen when it comes to maintaining your mental health and wellness overall. So just to kick off the month, um, we know that October is the start of the last quarter of the year. So for all of my clinicians who are also business owners or anybody who's maybe a business owner, Um, or just a planner and a a teacher. Um, I think any of those areas, the last quarter is sort of like the last bit that you have left of the year to kind of get final goals in, being able to really think about what um, things you maybe didn't start when the year kind of began and that you really want to get in in these last three months. And so along with that, we have a ton of awareness months and weeks and days um, that take place in October and being able to recognize that those two help to create both um, a sense of probably unity and and even awareness around what you might be going through, but also um, sometimes makes us realize like we still have a lot of work to do when it comes to being attentive to what we need um, for our health, for our mental health, um, and just overall and thinking about what Um, we do to take care of ourselves. So I think most people know some of the traditional mental health and wellness, I guess, awareness days and months that are taking place 
this month would be things like breast cancer wellness month um, aids awareness month emotional wellness month um, it's also domestic violence awareness month so you're probably seeing a lot of like tv ads and um, commercials on websites about this we're also celebrating mental illness awareness week um, this month and so a week set aside solely to think about um, the issues and the concerns that are centered around mental illness, which we've talked a lot about on the show, some of the challenges, also um, identification of mental issues and how do you sort of go through that process of seeking support and getting help and even recognizing that a problem exists. So just being able to think through some of the most common, and I think obviously the biggest for the month is World Mental Health Day, which is on October 10th. Um, So actually by the time you guys hear this, it'll be coming up. Um, Just being able to kind of recognize that there's so much more um, going on around us, if nothing else, when when we think about some of these awareness days, it's not just about maybe what's going on with us individually, but how are we supporting those around us who may have concerns that fit right into some of these awareness days and months and weeks, um, and how do we support them as well? So just short list, there are tons more. Um, If you look it up, you'll see that there's a full list of awareness days taking place this month and ways that you can um, be involved with that, but also, you know, take good care of yourself if you happen to identify with any of those. Some of the more non-traditional ones and actually the ones I probably like even more so because they fit really well into what we talk about every week around mental health and wellness are some of the non-traditional days and months um, that are taking place. So, um, one of my favorites that I've, I have discovered is that this is also the month of free thought. Um, and so this idea of being able to live freely, not just physically, but within your mind and being able to recognize that the things that make you feel whole, make you feel well, um, make you feel more creative are all a part of what makes you you. And in any way that you can sort of promote that in your life, then you should definitely do it. It's also National Book Month. So of course, we every week have our Small Talk Bookshelf where we talk about what I'm reading, but also recognizing this is a time for you to figure out what would you like to be reading? How would you like to increase your intellectual wellness um, by picking up your favorite book or maybe a new book that you've heard about? So just being able to think about that. Um, Financial Planning Month, we talked about finances a lot on the show as well, um, and being able to recognize that that is a key component of wellness. And then also it's Global Diversity Awareness Month. So just the idea that our differences obviously make us stronger, make us more conscious of both who we are, but also how we are connected to others. And so just being able to recognize that all of these non-traditional awareness days and months um, are also just as important and and really give us some insight and a place to lean um, on when we maybe need that extra support and understanding of ourselves through something that isn't as traditional um, as some of those other days. So just make sure you're practicing your self-care, you're incorporating um, these awareness practices into your wellness planning for both this month, but also as you go into the last quarter of the year. So play catch up if you need to, that's okay. Um, Just being able to recognize that that is pretty critical this time of year. So since we're speaking about self-care, self-awareness, Um, You know, really being able to think about this topic that I talked about, um, Murphy's Law and sort of dealing with other equally challenging days and moments that come up. Um, So what I've learned about myself is that in spite of planning, um, things go very wrong. Um, That's just how things happen sometimes. Not always, but they just happen. And so 
what I've come to realize more and more um, the older I get is that my type A introverted personality cannot save me from things going wrong, even though I've done what I feel like is my due diligence to plan and be ready to kind of go. And so um, you all know that I always like to be transparent and practical, um, but also really honest um, in, in sharing kind of what my thoughts are around when these sort of things happen um, and how mental health plays a part in it. Um, but also being able to help you think about what does it mean for you uh, when you have one of those days or even weeks where it just seems like nothing can kind of go right. So I, I just kind of want to talk about that today and offer some tips. Um, so some of you might be listening to this and, and maybe have never even heard of the term Murphy's Law. Um, and if you haven't, I'm not sure where you've been, but that's okay. Um, that's what I'm here for. So Murphy's Law itself is sort of a rule or epigram that um, basically states that if something can go wrong, it will. Um, and so the additional piece that people usually add in is, and it'll usually happen at the worst possible time it could happen. Um, and so we all have moments that we could probably think of immediately upon me saying that, uh, where we know we've had either what we might call a string of bad luck or a bunch of negative experiences that pile up on us. Um, and it's usually at the least, um, the least appropriate moment that that would be you know good for us to be able to get through easier and so while we don't necessarily know the identity of who um, Murphy is he or she um, it's unknown but the saying is um, predicted to have first been used during the 1940s and originated with members of the armed forces during World War II so um, recognizing that you know when we have these string of things that go on that we just really don't understand and, and kind of lead to um, more bad things happening at the worst possible time. That's what we would consider to be Murphy's Law. And so, of course, we've all had days like that. We've all had weeks like that. Some of us would probably even say we've had months or years like that. Um, but typically what we, we don't know how to do is to get past them in order to get through the frustration that it causes, which obviously then leads to more of the emotional downturns that we don't like to experience. We get anxious, we feel nervous, we maybe even get sad or depressed um, because we've had sort of this string of negative things happen and we don't know why or we don't know how to fix them. And so just being able to really think about what that looks like. So because I'm always honest, um, I will share with you guys my experience from actually last week of just a bunch of crazy things happening at one time and me reaching a point by the end of that week of just like feeling like I'm I just I quit on this week for sure so um I think the week started out pretty well and then I got to midweek um my friends know that I have been trying to put more time into my overall physical wellness and just sort of from that perspective of finding ways to relax physically but also be more physically active and so um, recently I've taken up yoga and I love it um, and so because I'm a morning person it's always really useful for me to go to yoga very early in the morning before my day even starts one because I feel like I've gotten it out of the way but also it kind of centers me for the day and so um, I had made plans to wake up go to yoga for 5 30 that morning um, and you know got my bag all packed got everything ready for my day including having like kind of my work clothes so that I could shower at the yoga studio just you know all planned out all thought out all me and in, in being you know an introvert and being type a personality just having thought this through I get in the car dead battery 
So try to start it, won't work. Um, I call for my roadside service through my insurance company. They will send somebody out within an hour. I'm like, okay, well, no yoga this morning, fine. Um, Waiting was not fun, but also, you know, figured it out, waited, did what I needed to do, got ready for work and headed to work. So assuming that, you know, my dead battery was just something that happened because I left my lights on. It was raining the night before. Um, and maybe when I pulled into the garage, just forgot to turn them off. No biggie. Get to lunchtime, have an appointment, get in the car again, dead battery. <laughs> so now I realize that obviously like my battery is dead. I need a new one. Um, so I asked a coworker for a jump get a jump head to AutoZone get the new battery back rolling thinking that okay just kind of a weird Wednesday um, I rescheduled my appointment for the next day just you know kind of going with it no biggie um, I'm usually able to handle things like that um, probably a little bit more than other people a lot of people one thing happens and they sort of downward spiral um, because I think of the nature of the work that I do I'm used to hearing things that don't always go right uh, but not used to maybe having it happen to me so um, I got through my Wednesday assumed it was just a part of having kind of a wacky Wednesday and let it go wake up the next day um, I'm heading to work and look through my windshield and it's cracked and I see it's starting out pretty small um, and just wondering like maybe a rock or something hit it and you know I'll need to go get it filled and and um, fix. So I get through portion of the day again, head to um, my car during lunchtime. The crack has now spread and continues to spread. Um, and at that point, then I know this isn't just going to be like a repair. This is definitely going to be a replacement because once a crack in your windshield gets to a certain length, um, they have to replace the glass just for safety purposes. So of course, that was obnoxious for me um, and being able to realize that too that now has changed my plans knowing that um, I had a ton of things to do I had to move things from Wednesday to Thursday um, and so it just was going to be really hard to then now also figure out how am I going to fit in time to go have my windshield replaced so go through that process of getting that all set up hoping that they can maybe come to my place of work and do it in um, the parking lot well because of course I have um, a safety based vehicle um, that has all kind of safety features on it um, my vehicle has to be brought in in order to make sure those things are recalibrated when they put the new windshield in so making an appointment was my only option so annoyed again but also able to just kind of get through it and move forward um, as best I can so definitely you know two days in a row I'm just kind of like okay what is really going on with this week but thank goodness you know we're headed into Friday and so obviously Friday just for me was filled with a lot of bad news that we talked about on last week's episode um, that just made the day not feel good there was nothing positive for me um, that came out of that day and so of course at that time I'm like this is going on three days of just literally anything that could possibly go wrong going wrong and so of course um, I had just about had it with the week by the time I hit the end of the day Friday for me um, I was exhausted mentally emotionally physically um, and just wanted the day to end and so I, I definitely kind of pursued that as I tried to get some relaxation in for the day and 
chose to sleep in for that next Saturday morning just to kind of reset myself and then actually went to yoga to try to start over and um, things have been going pretty well since then so um, while I definitely don't um, like to be able to have those type of days I do like that I um, have found ways to like not harbor on what they make me feel like and blame myself for things that I know I just don't have control over um, in order to be able to just move on and so I try to preach that to my clients as well Um, but sometimes it's easier said than done and so what I think people often think is when that type of thing happens it's sort of this idea that like Murphy's Law is just out to get us um, instead of recognizing that you know we live in such um, a complex world where so many things happen and so we now also do more in a day. And so as those number of things increase, um, we're actually sort of making room for just more things to happen because um, we have more room for the for things to do that. Um, you know, things happen more often when you have more opportunities for them to take place. And so we don't necessarily now in modern times have to worry about kind of the big, big life challenges or big eras that we might make happening Um, But really, you know, the tendency to worry about like more of the negative everyday things that are still there, um, because this is kind of like this thought of, you know, when something small goes wrong, we maybe dwell on it and we might remember it longer than actually when something good happens. Um, And we're all guilty of that. So when something bad happens, it's so much easier to just kind of, you know, get down on yourself or be frustrated with the day or with a person that you feel like ruins your day versus when that one good thing that might be really small happens to really focus on that and and try to, you know, move forward. So, of course, this ends up skewing our perception of kind of the events that maybe took place. And so, of course, that affects how we then approach everyday life. And so we feel like more negative things happen than good. Um, even though it really is just us being maybe more aware of the number of times or the intensity of the negative things that have happened. And so just being able to recognize um, that in most cases, we're only, you know, prey to life circumstance based on the fact that now we do way more things than we typically wouldn't. So um, just just a thought as you start to think about maybe some of those days you've had where things just did not seem to go well. So I just want to offer a few tips um, to maybe help you think about how can you kind of push back against Murphy's Law. Um, And so these are suggested by lots of folks, um, ways to kind of do that. Um, The first being one that I kind of criticize myself for a little bit, just saying that, you know, I I like to plan. I like to kind of know what's next for me um, just because the fast pace of life kind of forces us to do things Um, unexpectedly and so if I can at least have some sense of a plan um, makes it easier to um, not have mistakes happen but also to be flexible when um, you know stuff happens stuff comes up so planning ahead definitely um, a good tip just to think about what that looks like for yourself Um, making sure that you commit to doing kind of just one thing at a time a lot of time Murphy's Law gets to us because we're in such a hurry to do multiple things um, at the same time and so what inevitably ends up happening is one thing that you're doing or one task that you're working on um, creates an invitation almost um, for Murphy's Law to step in um, when you have another task going on on top of that Um, there's bound to be a a spot where you just drop the ball a little bit. So just doing one thing at a time, 
finding ways to simplify your life in general. So anything you can do to make life less complex, do it. Um, Find ways to make, you know, things a little bit more sterile in your life where it's clean cut straight into the point um, so that you don't have to have the extra worry about the the what could and what should happen. Um, Making sure you're using proper tools. And by tools, I mean like having, you know, the right mindset, but also making sure that um, if there is something that is needed um, to have it available to you, you know, so if you know that you're going into a really challenging day um, for yourself, a long day, make sure you pack your lunch, make sure you make time to step away from the office, um, to get out of the office, to be able to focus on you for a second, just to reset. So um, those are tools, you know, to utilize and be able to make sure you implement in your day to day life. Um, being organized obviously helps. So before you can put something away, um, you know, we need to know where it'll be the next time you need it so that if you're in a rush or so that if you're looking for it, it won't be sort of this stress that comes because you can't find it. Um, and so just making sure that there's sort of a defined place for where things are it doesn't mean that you have to be super, super neat and tidy, but just having an understanding of where things go that make the most sense for the way in which your life and lifestyle is set up. Um, Visualize. So being able to recognize that this is similar to planning ahead, but it's also like thinking about what you want to accomplish and kind of seeing it and imagine yourself doing it before you even get started um, so that the pieces just kind of come together and kind of make, make more sense. So Those are some of the tips that I have, some ways for you to think about how can you kind of like push back against Murphy's Law? Because again, I think people think sort of this idea is that it's out to get us when in actuality, there are certain things that we can do to avoid it. And then on those days where you have, you know, a dead battery one day, twice in one day, and then miss an appointment and then have a cracked windshield um, that you can bounce back from it. It, It's not the end of the world. Um, In that moment, does it suck? Absolutely. Um, But just being able to find ways to also look beyond that, I think, is really, really important and then keeps you focused on the things that actually make you feel great and feel good about who you are. And so just being able to make room for things like that, I think, is also really, really important. So um, just a few tips. Hopefully Murphy's Law isn't following you around um, as you enter into this uh, 10th month of the year, but just making sure that you make room Um, to not have things fall by the wayside so that um, those equally challenging days that may come up don't overtake you, don't ruin your wellness plans, but maybe more so motivate you to know that, well, I must be doing something right. If Murphy's Law was able to sneak right in there, um, I probably just have a lot going on and maybe need to reset and refocus. So just some tips to think about. I hope that those are helpful. Um, And we will be right back after a quick break. Emerald Couch listeners, we are back um, after our break. We have our signature segments coming up. 
Um, our first up is our pop psych moment of the week. And so this is where I just like to highlight and feature things that are out there in the media um, that relate back to counseling, to wellness, to therapy, to mental health, um, to psychology, uh, but also to pop culture. So I actually was really excited to come across this article, which actually is came out this month. It's an Essence magazine. Um, and I think it's on their website as well. Um, but actor Damon Wayans um, of the famous Wayans family, so comedian, actor, currently on the show Lethal Weapon, um, has decided that he plans to leave the show um, just to pursue personal self-care and self-fulfillment um, and focus on his mental health and well-being. And so as a 58-year-old, I thought that was amazing um, to even just put out there, but then more so as you know, a person of color, as an actor, as somebody in entertainment, um, to really say that for him, his focus is on, you know, finding his smile again and being able to create a sense um, of awareness and even urgency around taking care of himself, being there for his family, um, and just having balance. I thought that that was amazing. And it's great to see more and more celebrities coming forward to discuss mental health and self-care so publicly. Um, so what he kind of got into was just this idea that he had been working super, super hard filming Lethal Weapon and he's missed out on a ton of family moments um, and, you know, just being there to support them. He talked about his both his his daughter and his mother having medical procedures um, that he wasn't able to be by their side for and just how guilty he's felt. And so one of the quotes from the article um, that stood out to me and that he stated was, um, it's hard for me to play this loving, supportive father, husband, friend on TV and be the guy in life that is telling everyone, I can't be there. I have to work. You have to look at yourself in the eye and go, who are you? I can't be all about work. I'm from a big family, a very loving family. I haven't seen them in all the family gatherings. I'm too tired or I can't because of conflicts with work. And so recognizing that, you know, anybody, even in our everyday lives, we need to be able to do assessments of what's sort of important to us. Um, I always talk about the concept of work-life balance with clients and whether or not it actually is achievable. And while I think people's concept of whether or not it's achievable is saying that you're absolutely able to do both work and take care of your personal life at the same time when in actuality the reason why it actually works is when you reach a point of where you're okay with actually choosing one over the other knowing that the other will be fine until you get back to it and that's actually what work-life balance really is is someone recognizing that okay I have all these work obligations and commitments however they can maybe wait until I get back in for work tomorrow for me to jump right in and take care of them while also recognizing that my family um, or something that's happening tonight with my kids or with a friend that I want to support will only happen tonight and me making the choice to go see them and go support them um, maybe is critical overall in how you're planning to take care of yourself so um, again I appreciate his um, vulnerability his transparency particularly being a celebrity to come forward and just talk about the importance of mental health the importance of saying no um, the importance of self-care and I thought that made for a really great um, pop psych moment for this week so shout out to Mr. Damon Wayans um, for just being somebody that we can look to um, as an example of what it means to prioritize family um, and make yourself 
know how important it is um, to take good care of yourself and those around you who more than likely also help take care of you. So kudos to him. So our um, next segment, and actually we're combining our last two segments, which I don't know if we've ever done before. I don't know if we've ever had um, someone ask a question that also prompted me to then give a listing of resources and books for them to utilize. So I don't know if that's happened before. I can't remember. Um, I mean, we're 26 episodes in. I don't know. I have no idea. So the question, so we're, we're going to combine um, Small Talk Bookshelf and Ask Dr. LP this week. So the question that um, I received was, um, hi, Dr. LP, what suggestions do you have for clinicians who are interested in starting a private practice or offering freelance counseling and consulting services? Um, I thought this was a really good question. We don't often get questions about um, the practice itself and kind of what it takes to to be in this role. Um, I think I've alluded to the fact that it's more than just being a clinician. You become an entrepreneur and that's not something that I went to school for. I didn't go to school for business. I went for clinical mental health. And so recognizing there's a lot of mistakes that happen along the way, lots of errors, um, but that is totally possible to get past them and to move forward. So um, to help this particular listener, there were three books for me that I think were critical um, to my experience. All three I read during a course that I took during my doctoral program um, in reference to just being able to learn every possible thing I could about being a good clinician, but also building a private practice from the ground up. And so all of the business models and approaches and how to kind of look at that um, from that lens was something I, I definitely had to learn. So one of the first books that, and really this is, I hate to say it's my favorite, but it is of the three, um, was Building Your Ideal Private Practice, A Guide for Therapists and Other Healing Professionals. Um, and this book was written by Lynn Grotsky, who actually herself was also a clinician um, and someone who opened um, a boutique style private practice and, and consulting firm and obviously is doing tons of consulting by writing books like this. Um, to then go in and help other clinicians know what they need to do. Um, But being able to recognize that what I loved about the book is that it helped literally me think about this from the basics. So, you know, what does it even mean to start a boutique private practice versus something that's more general? How do you find resources available to you um, to get going if you need that? What sort of are your priorities and the messaging and the marketing of what you want your practice to even be about and to stand for? Um, and that's from everything from the name, um, which people ask us all the time about the name um, for small talk. And maybe one day on the show, I'll share that if I haven't already. Um, but just being able to recognize all of it are both representations of you, but also the way in which you sort of will self-market um, to people interested in utilizing your services. So that was one of my favorites um, because it just was very like easy read, came with um, opportunities for you to also practice and use exercises to think differently about what um, the whole plan for your practice could look like. So that's my number one, Lynn Grotsky, Building Your Ideal Private Practice. Um, I think it's excellent, excellent source. Um, Second one that I really, really enjoyed um, was by Holly Hunt. And it was entitled Essentials of Private Practice, Streamlining Costs, Procedures, and Policies for Less Stress. So this book was definitely, um, you know, much more practical, less whimsical um, than the other. And, you know, offered tools and tips 
um, not as fun of a read, but definitely everything that you need to know um, from the money side. How do you save money? What um, policies and practices you should have in place before you get started so that you can avoid some of the errors that I made um, for sure. Just being able to um, have some insight from that business side, but still being about private practice. And so again, another useful tool that's honest, that's transparent, that motivates you, um, but forces you to really have to you know, be intentional about what it looks like to start a practice and what to expect. And then the very last one, um, obviously, because we live in an age where, you know, people can start whole businesses and gain customers and clientele solely through social media. Um, And so the book that I also really enjoyed that was a part of this course was marketing for mental health professionals. Again, we don't go um, into, you know, a lot of the business side of private practice in any of our courses because we're too busy trying to learn how to be a really great Clinician, And so because of that, I think it can be challenging to know where to start with, you know, having a logo design, having a website, um, if that's what you want to have, um, using social media and leveraging it so that it draws in more people. Um, what practices do you need to adopt as well as an individual clinician to get your name out there more? You know, is that doing um, community presentations or finding opportunities and ways to connect with people um, around the things that matter to you. So just being able to sort of create some um, innovative guide as a practitioner to the marketing piece. And so um, that book is by David Diana, um, another great resource. All of these are pretty easy reads. They're not really, really big books, um, but they actually give you that sense of solace um, and comfort that you probably need when you're stressing about where to even begin. Um, So obviously, because I took it in the course, I was actually reading all of these kind of simultaneously, which I think benefited me because I was learning just a lot. Um, But if you can take your time and kind of make sure that you you leave room to do some of the activities and some of the things that are a part of um, being able to really start a productive and a profitable private practice because that's what people want. So I hope that those are useful. Um, I probably could do a whole episode and maybe one day I will on what has it been like to start a private practice and, um, you know, the mistakes that I've made and the things that, you know, I've changed since opening three years ago. And so just really trying to um, be of assistance. But I hope that if nothing else, even for those of you that maybe aren't in maybe clinical private practice, but you're just interested in starting a business, um, recognizing that there are just certain um, things about starting a business and certain ways to leverage the the power that you have as a business owner um, that you just don't know and you just don't get the tools for until you seek them out. So um, hopefully this week's Small Talk Bookshelf and Ask Dr. LP helps anybody who finds themselves in that spot so that they um, can be able to start their business, get it off the ground, but then have people get there and get to utilize the services that you're interested in. So hopefully, listener, that answers your question. um, And hopefully to everyone, um, inspires some of you, particularly my clinicians who are listening, to just get going, get that idea rolling and, and get started. So those are um, my suggestions. And that is also this week's Small Talk Bookshelf and Ask Dr. LP segment. So my friends, we have made it to the end of another show. Uh, Episode 26 is over. I'm kind of sad because I felt like it was a shorter one. Um, But 
I appreciate you all for listening. I definitely hope that the topics we discussed today um, are useful tools for you as you go through your week. Like I mentioned at the start, it's October, making sure that you know we have some great topics ahead, but that you're really thinking about, you know, being more self-aware, practicing your self-care, being able to connect back to the things that make you you. It's the start of the third quarter of the year. It's time to get it done. Um, Whatever you have going on, it's still not too late. So make sure that you um, either reach out and connect to us to figure out how to get motivated to get going um, or lean on the people in your circle who you know know very well how to put that all together to be able to be their their best selves so thank you all again so so much for listening um like i said we have much 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 more to talk about for the month of october um so make sure that you stay tuned as always like follow and subscribe through all of our platforms and social media um spots and places that we have um, submit your questions if you have more to ask dr lp even if it's a follow-up to other questions that we've answered on the show and of course we thank you thank you very much for tuning in and we will see you right back here next week on the emerald couch <laughs>